1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS foodie chap. Oliveto Cafe and Bar, Berkeley, California. Bob Klein. Bob, good to see you, my friend. How are
0: you? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Really good to see you, it's been a while
2: It's been a while, yeah. you know, my, my nose led me here today oh, The, the pizza good, oven It's a good nose <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back in time, 35 years ago When you opened these doors What did you imagine Olivetto would be? What did you imagine oh, this restaurant a, would become?
0: Yeah. I had, um, actually, as I told you, I'd worked for TV yeah. I, um, I was a producer at Channel 5 um, I worked really hard, I did really well I got a new boss I hated That happens. Yeah. Love love my boss, though. No, no, but your boss is great. (laughs) And and I said, Maggie, we should, you know, have our own business. You know, we wanted to be free of, you know, that's a joke. But um, anyway, that was the start. I talked her into it. She was, you know, we'd have friends for dinner, and they'd go, oh, you're such a great cook. You should own a restaurant. We were stupid and stubborn enough to do it, you know. So we started it, but we had no experience, no knowledge. It was just like, boom. What was your mission? What was your
2: thinking, uh, nineteen eighty-six on so College t- Avenue? What yeah. was here, and what did you hope this restaurant would become when you
0: opened back then? So um, Maggie had written a book about olive oil, and she had she was a you know she had worked for ag publications, and um, <clears throat> and there were no Italian restaurants. It was Italian. It was American Italian. It was yeah. real Parmesan, yeah. spaghetti and meatballs, and we'd been to Italy and thought that it would be great. And originally, the idea was actually um, not just Italian, but a olive oil base. You know, Southern Europe, yeah. and um, and then we just started and uh, hired a chef and built the thing out. Did business plans
2: because you're right here. Uh in College, the BART station uh, right by you. What was this strip like in 1986? Take us back there. What was
0: here? What was the sense of
2: community here?
0: Well, it was more working class. So, had, you know, there were, you know, it's much more college and, uh, you know, college uh, oriented and, and uh, people who work in the city and all that. But it was, you know, this neighborhood was more working class. And um, but there was always a sort of strong Cal, you know, UC Berkeley, well-educated yeah. people who knew food and had a passion for it. So we've been really lucky with you know the neighborhood, yeah. yeah. And you know, people have
2: used that you know phrase farm to table, uh, and we know Chez Panisse- Uh, Alice Waters I mean she she just spoke about it and she brought what she knew from France from Italy I know you from your travels discovered that many years ago too Uh, but you were doing uh, the whole thing with fresh ingredients early on market driven
0: yeah and um, and in part because my background was really TV journalism and you know the kind of curiosity that you have as a Mm. You know, that sort of drives things. Yeah. And so when we got into it, it was sort of like... And you see restaurants come along and and trends happen and, and um, you know, an Asian influence or, you know... And, and we just thought, well, to stay fresh and to stay interesting, um, just get deeper. Yeah. That um, there's something almost self-defeating about a trend. A trend sort of suggests that it won't be here next year. Yeah. And if it won't be here next year, why bother thinking about it now? Well, and, and, and why not just actually find something that is, that is really worthwhile and really deep and sort of get into that? Sure. So we spent time in Italy. Mm-hmm. I've done tons of videos, actually, yeah. of winemakers and rice growers and um, farmers and, you know, in Italy and then also here. Let's talk about some dishes, some classics, some
2: can't-take-off-the-menu dishes. Uh, early on, what were the first sort of half-dozen items you said had to be on this menu at our new oh, restaurant? Oh, God,
0: that's so hard from the beginning. <laughs> um, this has always been sort of a drift, drift, chef-driven restaurant. Yeah. Chefs like to change. Yeah, and, um, and And Maggie and I went along with it, and we went, you know, okay, so... Somebody would come in here in the early days, and they would have a dish, and and then they'd come back, and it wouldn't be there, and it'd be like, "Oh, we'll find <laughs> something else that's good." You know. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I think that you know probably um, the dish that is sort of like most loved is spagnari, sp- spaghetti spaghetti neri, you know, sure. spaghetti with a um, yeah. neri noodle, um, squid ink noodle um, with shrimp. Um, your we, pizzas are knock out let 's talk about your pizzas bob so um, and the grains you use yeah, so we use we use whole grain we use yeah. you know local farm community grains, wheat to make um, to make the pizza the the pasta you were having actually is whole grain also so and um, and so the you know that's sort of uh, the major mission right now is to sort of recast whole grain as something that, you know, you got to eat because it's delicious. Yeah, well, and maybe better for you? Um, <laughs> well, it's totally better for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got um, scores of studies that say that um, age-related diseases, uh, dementia, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, are uh, you have better outcomes with, um, with whole grain consumption. Yeah. And, um, and more than that, if the wheat is coming from a soil that is nutrient rich it matters sure yeah and um, and i think there's you know increasing data that su- suggests that yeah and one more thing yes <laughs> one more thing one more thing <laughs> this whole idea of nutrients yeah sounds like medicine but the truth is that's where the flavor is yeah and then when you take the f- when you take the nutrients out you also end up with a flat food. Sure. And so that's you have a flat food, and so you put sugar and butter and salt on it and mm-hmm. try to give it flavor, but in fact, if you don't do that, if you just take the food with the nutrients, yeah. it's actually delicious. Sure.
2: Yeah. Well, that's why people come back here time and time again and did for 35 years. Uh, I came here... F- a number of times to your truffle dinners I know you embarked on some truffle journeys uh, Italy uh, and France I'm assuming too uh, or always Italy
0: yeah just Italy the white truffles are are Italian and they're
2: superior they are bottom line so talk to me about those truffle dinners I know I'm going to miss them uh, but people came from far and wide locals but people came from far and
0: wide for those truffle dinners they were very special so truffles um, uh, truffles are wonderful and there's a um, there was a mystique about them. So you'd go to a truffle dinner, and you'd spend an arm and a leg. And there'd be a guy with a white toque and suits, and it was all very white glove. And yeah. and um, and when I started going to Italy and working, you know, I'd stay with the truffle hunter, and um, they come right out of the ground. Yeah, and then you brush off the dirt. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and um, so it's just it's so miscast mm-hmm. to make it. Pump, to give it that pump, and yes, and, and that's what we tried to do is to sort of demystify. strip that, yeah. strip that, and just make it really simple, really straightforward. And we would bring in a lot of truffles. <clears throat> people would line up for them, and so that allowed us to bring the price way down. Yeah. So you could come in, and you know, sort of thing. You'd, you'd go to the table with a truffle, and people would be paying, you know, um, six to twelve dollars a gram. Yeah, and. At $12, it's not so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> no. At 6 you go, oh, I'll take some more. Yeah. And, sure. and, and, and so the whole thing was sort of like to have that life to yeah. it. Yeah, you know. um, I mentioned community. And
2: this restaurant, Olivetta, for many, many years, 35, uh, has been at the heart of this community. And people have come here for a casual bite to eat at the bar on a Tuesday night, but also for those big occasions for birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, you name it. Uh, What will you miss most uh, about the community?
0: And the community that was part of the
2: Elevator experience.
0: So it was, um, you know, when we put the notice out two months ago, two and a half months ago, we thought there would be response, but it was astounding and um and and not just not just customers but staff too you know you have this place and um it started 35 years ago but the bay area kind of launched the food movement 35 years ago it's not just this restaurant it's um it's the farmers who you know 35 years ago we did a tomato festival we cleared out this room and we had farmers all over. This was before uh, farmer's markets. Sure. Yeah. And um, and we had 100 tomatoes here, 100 different varieties. And um, so people would go up, and, and those tomatoes were not as good as they are now because the farmers didn't know how to grow them. Yeah. They didn't know what they were for, and, and, and so a language developed, and people got really good. And, and um, when you go someplace... Else in the world that like I spent some time in Ireland, you might know Ireland. Uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph too. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> and um, and I was like, you know, I was coming from Mecca. Yeah, it's yeah. like this is where a lot of stuff happened in food, and and um, that's um, that's part of why people kind of turned on here, yeah. staff and people, because it, it, it was a place to discover. A lot of things that were being discovered at that time yeah. but you know we um we kind of highlighted them and
2: and then Bob think about the careers I mean I know without Olivetto there probably wouldn't be a Delfina a flower and water uh a lot of young chefs uh I know were inspired by what was happening here so your tentacles uh, go f- go far and wide from here and you've got to feel in some way like a bit of a proud papa knowing that you made a mark on the lives of so many and families uh, so yeah, many. I mean, I, I
0: think Maggie and I both feel very proud about all that. At the same time, we do feel like we were part of something larger, and um, and we were a good place for that to develop. And um, uh, I mean, really get these amazing, these amazing letters and emails and notes. And I mean, it's it's extraordinary. What was
2: the most surprising? What's the one that sticks out? the person who showed up or made that call or sent that letter.
0: I got in a letter yesterday from Latvia, television personality in Latvia, who's, you know, spent a summer here as our host, spent some time at our house. And um, I think just, you know, how, how many and how... Um, it's all a surprise in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's all a surprise. Well, for a guy who actually was a partner in a
2: restaurant just for a couple of years, uh, up until just a couple of years ago, I'm glad I did it. But when you're in this business, it moves so quickly, moves so fast, you probably don't have a lot of time to reflect and to really take stock. But now you are. Uh, and I'm sure 35 years, I'm sure there are days when you're feeling it. Did it go by quickly? Did it go back? Did it, do, do you pinch yourself? Is it
0: surprising that 35 years did pass? I've never had any sense of time. Yeah. You know, I um, uh, I don't know how old I am. Mm. I don't feel any older than I did, you know, whenever. Yeah. Um, but in the area of reflection, um, I do... I do hope that there are restaurants like this that continue, that people live their lives in. Yeah. And, um, and, um, and I don't see that as often. Mm. And... Um, and I don't think, um, I don't think the um, the Wikipedia age, mm. the people who get their facts from their phone, yeah. understand how deep the roots of good food are in this area, and and what that meant, and uh, and how important it is to uh, to keep it alive. Yeah.
2: Well, with that in mind, what would you say to the the person listening to this? Who's thinking about embarking on a journey as a chef in a restaurant? And we've been through, and we're still in the middle of this thing, the toughest couple of years the hospitality industry has had, the farming industry, the food industry. Um, But there are still those with ambition who have it in their bones to be chefs, to be cooks, to run their own restaurant. So what would you whisper in the ear of that budding chef to hear her?
0: Well, we didn't, you know, when people told us we were nuts, we didn't listen. And they're not going to, you know, it's just like... (laughs) You know, it's if you have that passion and that idea, and you want to do it, you know, you you sort of have to do it. Yeah. And um, there's no, you know, there's no wisdom uh, that I can impart. It's um, uh, I just it, 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 there's a winemaker that I really respect, and uh, Aldo Vaca in in uh, Barbaresco, and um, So in talking about, in this case, we're talking about winemakers, but apropos to chefs also, Mm. is that, you know, how do you know whether you are um, doing something great or blowing smoke? Mm. And and so he would say, you have to be very skilled. You have to know the basics. Um, You have to have talent. Mm. And you need humility. And it's the humility that allows you to look inside, listen to other people, and see whether, in fact, there's something there. Is there, is there something there, There, mm-hmm. or are you just blowing smoke? And, um, yeah, so I'm all for that. I'm for those three things. Words to live by.
2: And let me tell you, in the restaurant industry, you're humbled <laughs> each and every day, yeah. and you're only good as the last night of service.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, but then there are, obviously, there are those who are not humble and who... Um, are able to push through with that vibrato, um, and and many of them have the talent. Yeah, you know, and some don't. Yeah, yeah.
2: Bob, last question. It's the Last Supper question. Your last meal with your lovely wife. You can invite a couple of friends, dead or alive, famous or infamous, no family members. What will you eat? What will you drink? And who will be those couple
0: of extra guests sitting at the table with you? Oh, that is a painful question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I just, I just had a birthday, and Maggie said, "What do you want?" Happy birthday. Thank you. And and I said, um, cassoulet. So she made this. You know, she did the Richard Olney, cassoulet, which is like three days of mm-hmm. classic. Yeah. I mean, just you know, painful, and um, I'm still trying to digest it. <laughs> What were you going to drink about? Yeah, so I, I, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> well, you just did. But if you could have a couple of guests, who would they be? Um, well, it would be a combination of, of, of old friends and, and new friends. And um, people who... Um, I mean, actually, the, the grain world is really interesting. You know, the farmers are quite amazing. And uh, there's a scientist we work with who's quite amazing. And... and um, I think the the thing at inter, the thing that's interested to me is um, when something is alive, when the topic is alive. You mm-hmm. know, when you're not, yeah. You know, you can't talk about politics now. You can't talk about, you know. T- I mean, it's like <laughs> there's so many topics you can't talk about anymore because. Yeah. It's, drives you nuts sure yeah, yeah. so uh, you want to keep the blood pressure down all right prof- so i talk about wheat <laughs> <laughs> well listen i'm sorry
2: I, I i lied to you this wasn't your last question i do actually have two more questions oh, good. Okay. uh and okay. so we're on a roll uh I, I do have to ask you about the world of wheat because you are fully ingrained uh thank you tell me about that world uh and about what it is that you're doing exactly uh and why this has become such a passion of yours
0: yeah i'm a, a um so we started probably 10 years ago in a real casual way. You know, just being curious about weed, hadn't seen it grow. The first weed field I saw actually was in Ireland yeah. at Ballymaloe. Oh, my God. And, and yeah. it's a beautiful sight. My, a, my
2: best memories are summers running through the weed fields. Yeah. Yeah.
0: and um, When the wheat's taller than me. <laughs> yeah, Back yeah. in the day, because it was. Back in the day. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Right. Now they're, you know, yeah. they're miniature. Yeah. So, um, and so it was a process of understanding that, in fact, Wheat had become an industrial product and had become unhealthy and, um, and just full of new misinformation. And, yeah. and, and so we started out to create a, a complete alternative system. Mm. And so we pay attention to the, the varieties that we grow, and we have very close relation with farmers. And we know what they're doing to the soil. Yeah. I think most of them, you know, some of those innovative things that happen now are really at the farm level. Sure. Um and we mill whole grain and we have a scientist who mm-hmm. um, who created a test for whether something is actually whole grain when it says it is. Yeah. And um, and for the most part the things that say they're whole grain are not. You right. know, you go buy a box of pasta and it has a hundred percent seal on it, ten point seven percent. Wow. Something's up they're not breaking any laws. Wow. And um and it's it, it it's it's like the world's most important food that got trashed. Sure. Yeah. And so we're trying to, you know, take it out of the mm-hmm. take it out of the the gutter and 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 make it what I think it is. It's a great opportunity to educate,
2: and clearly, so many people need to be because what they're being fed or the information they're being given is misleading and untrue. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, not illegal, but still untrue.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it is shocking once yeah. you get into how um, uh, how problematic this yeah. is, and um, so we're you know we're active in in every area, mm-hmm. in you know in like good food and Josie Baker you know makes great bread, yeah. and um, and that was my question: where can people find uh,
2: the wheat that's been sourced by you? Where, where does it show up? What bakeries? What restaurants?
0: Um, So, Josie Baker, the mill There's a a great local guy named Base Camp He's in the farmer's markets There's a guy in Richmond I'll think of him in a minute I think it's um, Harbor Bay Something, I can't remember his name There's a website, Community Grains has Our bread and pastas and flowers and that sort of thing
2: Well, I'll put a link up to a couple of the sites Um... And the last question, Bob, I have to ask you, we're here today. I, I came over because I wanted to just come over and say thank you uh, for the many truffle dinners and for being uh, so kind to us and hosting us many years ago uh, for Eye in the Bay. Uh, and I heard you were closed and then you were open again, but just in a fast, casual way. So I know you're serving pizza downstairs, sandwiches, and we came in for lunch today. So how long are you going to remain open in this form?
0: So there's dinner too. There's a decent dinner at night. You know, you, oh. get, you can get a good duck confit.
2: Yeah. Now they tell me what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> at,
0: at night you got to come at night. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we're open um, six nights, uh, closed Sundays. We imagine we'll be able to open Sunday soon as we get staffing, um, and it's indefinite, probably on the order of two or three months. And we're doing this as sort of an interim until uh, there's a new owner. So the plan is and hope is that. This
2: space will be reborn, reimagined. Yeah. And it will. It'll be delicious. (laughs) It'll be great. You heard it from the man himself. Uh, Bob, I hope, I know. And
0: and they'll probably use truffle dinner. Well, listen, Mm -hmm. I hope they
2: do, because again, my nose will lead me here. Uh, Bob, thanks for all the good times. Really good to see you. You too, always. Uh, Friends, Bob Klein, Uh, the story behind Olivetto, uh, cafe and bar, restaurant. It's on. College Avenue. Uh,
0: Are we in Berkeley or are we in Oakland here? We're right on the Oakland border. We're in in Oakland. We're right across from the BART station.
2: There you go. Easy to get to. All right. All you need to know at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Chap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.